You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Gina! Valerie, I've missed you. It's so <laughs> great to be back. Oh, my God, I've missed you guys. I've missed doing this podcast with you. Um, before we start, I want to say thank you to everyone for all the uh, beautiful DMs, emails, and messages. There's been – I hit a few road bumps. Uh, so burning the candle at both ends, uh, push through, kept going, should have been resting – I'm feeling much better every day. And Valerie, I need to say a massive thank you to you and the amazing team uh, for creating some amazing filler podcasts while in my absence. And you know what I loved the most was hearing all your photography insights from the client (laughs) perspective. Fantastic. And also you did uh, a couple of great um, business AMAs, which were awesome for my goal community. So thank ask you. Me anything. So good to be back. How have you been? Well, we're just glad that you're back, yeah. you know. Now that was a little brief hiatus. If you're new to us, we had a little brief hiatus, but now we're back on track. Hooray. And Gina's back. So lots of words of wisdom um, to come from Gina in upcoming episodes as well. So many questions. Uh, so how have I been? I've been well. It's been really good in the state that I live in because we've started to open up. We were in lockdown. We started to open up and, uh, you know, we can go back to, I went to a restaurant yesterday. It's fantastic. So um, people from other parts of the world that are already opened up might think that this is the bizarrest concept, but this is in fact how we've been living for some months now. Um, But it's it's, it's really good. So it's kind of like starting to ease back into a sense of normality. Um, Yeah, good fun, good fun. What's been happening in your world? Yeah, so we're in the same position. We're opening up this Thursday. But, you know, we have also been in lockdown since uh, I think mid-June. Forever. forever. We're on par with you guys. Yes. No, no, more than us. You've been in way more lockdown than us. So let me talk to you about first world problems here. Okay. Um, I've had to learn to do stuff for myself. Okay. Like Uh, what? Pedicures. I'm getting quite good at it manicures and 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 I've got the uh the machine that the ladies use that that is like a little angle grinder for your nails oh and it gets rid so this is the um the tool of the week because I love my power tools this is just a little power tool and it get you're gonna love this felt you have to get one and because you get rid of the cuticles and um you buff it and then you can and then you can paint so I've been doing that the other thing I've had to learn to do Val Mm, is um Shave my pooch. <laughs> so so Gina's referring to Gary. Gina's referring to Gary, her dog. Uh, her, uh-huh. 
Shih Tzu sort of cross something. So his hair grows and grows and grows and mm. you can't take him to the groomer. So three dog shavers later that I invented, the first mm. two were useless. The third one, mm. brilliant. And Great. Uh, I've trimmed him back to like a number, a number one. Except wow. for his face, he looks good. So, yeah, I learnt to shave my pooch as well. So that's wow. pretty the much. The skills that one acquires I during know, lockdown. I know. I could open my own little salon. But mm. um, this this is actually not a podcast about No, <laughs> life after lockdown, no. It's a photography <laughs> podcast a photography in podcast, case you were wondering. I've had so many messages and DMs that people actually – enjoy this banter so <laughs> we 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 don't understand why but uh we're really we're really pleased you do so i um have some great stuff that i want to share with you because i've had a lot of time to think and um okay th- and i've thought a lot about the podcast community and the people that listen to this show and i know a lot so many of our listeners are drivers they're nurses, mm, they're yes. frontline workers, they're working yep. for their corporate sponsor and they're dreaming of doing more with their photography, right? So mm. let me tell you that the way that we work now has changed forever. So the notion of having a job for life, forget about that. What everyone is doing now, multi-slashies they're called. Mm. You're a slashy Val, you've got about 15 things on the go, I've got about five things on the go. It keeps life really interesting. So I, I recommend that you don't put all your eggs in ba- your one basket. But what I'm really focused on for the next little while mm. is I want the, um, <coughs> everyone to have a photography side hustle if that's what you want yeah, to do. Yeah, I think that um, that is a really cool thing because while you have your corporate sponsor, you can get your side hustle going and, you know, there's no – time limit to how long you have a side hustle for you can have it for three months you can have it for three years and because you might actually be quite happy in your corporate sponsor job um and if you are and you're happy for your side hustle to remain a side hustle that's fantastic but otherwise uh you're at least it's there and your side hustle can grow over time and you know should you get to the stage where you want to transition and make your side hustle a full-time hustle so to speak exactly so in this episode i've got five practical and most importantly mindset tips to get you started and i want you to know and particularly for those of you that are doing those frontline minimum wage jobs okay keep the job all right i'm telling Mm. you that i can get you working for an extra day or two a month all right you can easily add another 30K per year as your side hustle. Imagine what you could do with that, how life-changing that could be. What do you think, Val? Yeah, how fantastic. I can't wait to unpack this because right. um, who wouldn't want that? Brilliant. Yes. What's, All right. what's, what's step one? So the first one, um, so the pronunciation here is different depending on where you are in the world. So it's called oh, yes. picker. Niche is how we say it. Well, in Australia, we say niche, and we believe that uh, Americans say niche. 
And I just realized that in the um, Ask Me Anything that I ran for the gold community recently, I kept saying niche. Um, <laughs> I assume that all of the Americans understood that I was referring to niche. But that's something that I mentioned as well. And it's so important because it almost seems counterintuitive because we think that we need to be broad and accept lots of different jobs and lots of different um, types of photography. And we think that we need to say yes to everything. But in fact, that I'm really, I'm really glad you've mentioned that, Gina, because it's so true. It's actually better to pick a niche and it's actually easier to find work in a niche because you can zero in on that niche or niche. I'm going to say niche because that's what I'm used to saying, okay, but everyone, you know what I'm referring to. So you know that special (laughs) pie that you make with egg and pastry? It's called quiche. Uh, Yes. Niche quiche. That's how I pronounce it. Anyway. Doesn't okay, matter. sure. Um, so, but anyway, we're saying niche, niche for those, yes. those of you who say niche. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the Gold Community. One of the great things about being part of a community is exactly that, the community. The feedback and support you get from fellow members of the Gold Community at ginamilitia.com is invaluable. I asked Karen Pino about this. Thanks to you, um, I just decided to take everything that came my way and I started my business and I started full force and it was incredible. Before I joined the gold community, I didn't know hardly anything really. Um, Truthfully, it's the community, the people are phenomenal. And when I go in and I put my pictures in and I get feedback, not just from you, but from other people that are um, doing really well. And um, because there's all levels in the gold community. And I love hearing from all the different perspectives. It's so encouraging. And then being able to go in and encourage others the same way that I've been encouraged. It's just wonderful. I also love the tutorials too. I really, I go in and I'm always like right before a job, I'm going into the tutorials and I'm downloading them all into my brain. I like the length. They're concise. They're easily, you can go back to them again and again and again and to refresh. And then I can watch them and go practice and then come back and watch them and go practice and come back. (laughs) So it really helps me to hone my skills that much further. They're short, but every time I watch them, I learn something new. The knowledge and the resources that are there are almost unfathomable. You learn and you keep learning and it's just an amazing community. I have recommended it to many friends, actually, (laughs) on Facebook all the time. Join this community. It's awesome. (laughs) If you'd like to find out more about the Gold community, head to ginamilitia.com and click on Memberships. So picking your niche. Now, the first thing that most people do is they go, I want to be a photographer So let me go into the most crowded market possible, which is weddings, family portraits, senior portraits, oversaturated. Every man and his dog is doing it and there are people doing weddings for literally 250 bucks and there's people doing weddings for 2000. So why would you put yourself through that? Forget, leave Mm. the photos of babies on roads with the blurred background. Oh, my God, it's just done to (laughs) death. All those cliches. Leave it to the Instagram hacks. Now, they're all shooting daylight. I guarantee 
none of these people are going to be in business in a year because they're all burnt out. Why do I say this? Because they're spending 24 hours a day posting stories on Instagram. None of them are doing any work. They're building their Mm. business. They're going to have to – when you're shooting for low money, it means you need to work 100 hours a week. It's not Mm. sustainable. My method, Mm. doing this as a side hustle, is Mm. very sustainable. So find a way to be different. If you want to do weddings, instead of doing typical weddings, why don't you do uh, bespoke adventure elopement weddings? All right. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yes. So, yeah, that's good. So you can niche within a niche and that makes exactly. a niche within a wide niche and that, that makes it a little niche. <laughs> exactly, because you don't need 5,000 people to know about you. You need, in if you want to make good money as a wedding photographer, if you can do 20 weddings a year, you're making a fortune. All right? Mm. So you need 20 people. So 200 people see you work, you book 20, that's not bad, you know? Mm. And it's like um, I was mentoring someone the other day in the world of writing. Now, when you are a writer, that's very broad, very, very, very broad category, so many, you know, categories in that. Um, uh, But she was going to niche into equine writing. So specifically writing about horses and horse-related issues. So that's a great niche because she can find that target market so much easier than if she had a really broad um, target market. So, yeah, there are niches everywhere. Think of the things that you're interested in and think of the things that you're already passionate about or into. You know, it might be – uh, equine like a friend of mine, equine photography. <laughs> a friend of mine, she's in like a BMW appreciation club. You know, <laughs> weird, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, maybe that, right? <laughs> you could be. Um, you could just photograph um, choirs. Choirs. Um, you know, remote controls. That could be your niche. You could be yeah. an industrial photographer. You could be a head shot photographer for people who juggle yeah yeah right like niche Mm. niche 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 i just um uploaded a um tutorial for the goldies on niching in using linkedin to niche down so that's a really good tip and if you want to check out those tutorials have a look sorry those um podcast episodes have a look at the ones with Jeff Brown on LinkedIn. He he mm. is amazing and knows his stuff. So that is like forget about Insta. I'm so down on Instagram, so dirty on it. That that um Why? because it's such a wide net and I, I see it as a complete waste of time. However, I'm just cranking. Okay. LinkedIn, okay. So can I LinkedIn, just say you can LinkedIn you can actually niche niche down and attract the clients. But you know I know you right. Love so Instagram. I'm not I'm not as down on Instagram. Instagram as Gina. However, I actually, for my artwork, get more traction on LinkedIn yes. than I do See? on Instagram. So, but I'm not as down on Instagram as yeah. Gina at all. Um, so, I still think Instagram's okay. I just think it's a waste of uh, space and energy, and it does really bad things to little minds, um, like babies, teenagers. It's not good body image. Uh, there's a lot of that stupid photography. Okay, that's enough, Gina. Booty shots. <laughs> Don't like them. Not photography. Okay. Um, 
So think about <laughs> Let's LinkedIn. Move on. LinkedIn is fantastic. Pick a niche, find something that you love. So great point. Let's go to uh, number two now, Val. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, what's number two? Don't buy into the camera manufacturer hype. Okay. What do you mean by that? So. This is the reason why you will never hear an ad on this podcast (laughs) from (laughs) Canon or Nikon or Fuji or anyone for that matter. I knock them all back. I don't want to do any sponsorship because I like to speak my mind and I'm telling you that what all the camera manufacturers want is they want you to pay big money for better lenses, better cameras. Don't need them, okay? So Mm -hmm. forget about the hype. What what would you buy if you could buy any camera, Val? Uh, whatever camera you told me to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is what actually happens. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, anyone who leads with, have a look how sharp and detailed and all the megapixels are in my image, it's like beside the mm. point, you know. Mm-hmm. The cameras that were made five years ago are perfectly fine for anyone working even in commercial advertising, okay? So you can pick up a camera, you can pick up a pro used camera for about a 1000 bucks. okay? You can start this side hustle with an entry-level camera, perfectly fine, maybe 300 bucks. okay? Forget you sure. don't need to spend a lot of money. This is the great con of the photography industry, all right. Mm. Now, studio kits, like I've got all the Goldies um, set up with studio lighting for less than $300. So that's speed lights, stands, shoot through umbrella, mm, yeah. and then we go mm. from there. That's enough for you to make money and get started. So all these notions that you've got to invest tens of thousands, absolute caca. All right. Okay. Yes. So, Kaka. I also want to talk Which is talk. the technical <laughs> word for crap. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> th- there's a lot of commercial photographers that listen to this podcast as well. You got mm-hmm. so, in terms of spaces that you're going to work in, if you're a commercial photographer and you are looking to get into your own space, no matter where you are in the world, there are opportunities are plenty because everyone's working from home so there's all this empty space make an offer and low ball just you know say I want six months rent free Um, offer something because there are commercial spaces all over cities all over the world that are begging for tenants find four other photographers and go in you might get a really good space great opportunity for commercial photographers out there. So um, don't pass it up. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. All right. So next we have uh, number three. This is something that uh, kind of annoys me because there's a lot of people sort of spouting that it's a, a quick um, fix. You can get there really quickly. There's no such thing as an overnight success. You need to play the long mm. game. Okay, Mm. so there's lots of people that are out there that telling you that, you know, um, uh, buy my book or buy my course and I'll get you to make six, seven figures in three months. It's bullshit. Mm. Mm. Um, 
That's the biggest and like lie. those so, those figures are possible in yes. the long term, but, but it's, it's not, not going to happen month. overnight. No, and and it's only going to happen with consistency. Absolutely, because just because you do a course and you think about doing the things that the course suggests, or you think about all of the things that you need to do and the kit and the gear that you need to buy, the reality is that it's actually consistent shooting yes. and consistently putting your out there that's going to get you to the next level and it's such a basic formula about how many times have you done it I've done it and it's like it's almost to the letter I, I can tell you it takes five years all right if you do the work keep being consistent not many people do everyone thinks I should be there in six months and in seven months mm. they give up they invest too yeah. much up front they put but I'm telling you one day a month you know, because people are busy, people have full-time jobs, you don't have time. But if you can consistently do, dedicate one day a month to the cause and just go, mm. you know what, what's the, what's the year? It's 2021. In 2026, I'm going to be a baller. I'm going to be turning a profit. And do you know what happens after that five-year? It gets really right. exciting. It doesn't just – because there's a, there's a steady increase, okay? You just keep moving, keep moving, and it increases. But then at that five-year mark, if you've been doing the work, suddenly mm. it explodes, it doubles, it doubles, it doubles, it keeps on doubling mm. until you're doing figures that you can't believe. But mm. the key, consistency mm. – don't yeah. give up and, and keep mm. going. Yeah, because you're right. A lot of people just don't make it to the five years. No. The reality is a lot of people, um, they either give up and they suddenly go from being photographers to, you know, branding experts or something, yeah. um, just something completely different or LinkedIn experts or I don't yeah. know, something just else completely different. Uh, um, or so they either give up or they stop being consistent and therefore yeah. the five years kind of becomes ten years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if it, they continue it, on that trajectory that it's is. as easy as that. Once you've put in the hard work and you've laid the groundwork, then it's just smooth sailing and you suddenly keep getting better clients and keep stepping to the next level because you've done the work and you've taken the pressure off yourself. So I think that's probably the, the bit of advice that you take with you so that you don't beat yourself up going, well, it's been three months, why aren't I, why aren't I more successful? Put in the time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Number it's four. It's so true. It's this... like, um, you know, it, I, I totally have that attitude when I'm playing cello, so I've been trying to learn yes. the cello. So you'll be and with the, uh, after what, three is months, it the New York like... Symphony that you'll be playing <laughs> within about three or four years? How many, how many years have you been going? You're such an underachiever, Val. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, after three months I'm like, why can't I play, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some, you know, Tchaikovsky's whatever. Why is, can't uh, I play? Is uh, like Yo-Yo this... Ma still teaching you? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, a lady from the Sydney Symphony Orchestra. Of course, is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> and does she come to the house now? No, I've, I go to her house now because oh, now nice. that we're allowed. Yeah. So um, I was. I've yes. I, I've resumed my lessons after a very long break. And what's interesting, though, and this is a lesson of any one with a 
who's you know has a creative pursuit is the importance of mentors because in this whole period that I was locked down I I, I kept practicing so yeah. that's good you know 10 points that I kept practicing um and just as you'll continue to do photography but unless you've got guidance from the right people you can actually learn bad habits yeah um and you can learn bad photo- photography habits you can actually learn the wrong way to do things um and that's kind of like even though my cello was sounding kind of good ultimately i was learning the wrong way to do things yeah right and so it's so important not all the time necessarily but every so often to check in with actual experts you know um with actual mentors to make sure that you're on the right track otherwise you can you, you, you if you don't course correct you're going to be so off course <laughs> And the you'll, other, yeah, the, never you'll never get to the next level. The other thing that you a mentor sideways. does is um, you don't know what you don't know. So yes, exactly. You're, you've been playing all through this lockdown thinking, oh, yeah, oh, I'm so good at this, which is <laughs> it's necessary. Not quite thinking that. but No, okay. no, but it's necessary when you're learning a new skill. At some point you think you get to mastery, which you've, you're not. It's like 50 years <laughs> in, I think, is mastery. But, you know, it's like when I, um, when I, like, you know, build a table or do, do a new recipe or something, I go, oh, my God, I'm amazing at this. And, yeah. then, and then someone will point out all the flaws in it, you know, yes. in the nicest possible way because the thing is you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. um, 4.3. Uh, no, 4.1. No, no, we're up to three. So 3.1 mm. is a, like a separate, you've gone off on a tangent. Mm. Knowing what you don't know is the biggest game changer of your life. So if oh, you're, yeah. you know, making art, posting photos, thinking, oh, my God, I'm amazing, but you're never getting any constructive critique from someone who is um, quite a way ahead of you, you're never going to know yeah. and you're always going to have images and wonder why why aren't I progressing, why aren't I getting better clients because you're not growing when yeah. you're just posting in uh, these beautiful echo chambers. There's so many great um, Facebook groups where people just look at the photos and go, oh, my God, that's beautiful. I'll post them to your friends. It's a great ego hit. But if you want to mm. grow, find out what you don't know. And and that also means because the biggest mistake people make, because you know I mentor heaps of creatives, is that they they only look for the thing that they think that they need, and they don't bother doing the courses or tutorials in the things that they think they don't need. Right. So is if is so I encourage you to learn the stuff that you think you're actually not interested in. I know that sounds weird, but the perfect example was the other night I was I had this option to do this tutorial in a pattern style because you know I do surface design um like in uh, create patterns for fabrics and stuff. Um so I had the option of doing this tutorial in a particular I think it was like Egyptian patterns and I'm like I'm never in my life <laughs> going to design an Egyptian pattern like ever, okay? So I'm just not interested. But I thought oh, I'll just watch it anyway. And in it, 
I learned so many new skills, at least three new things that I'm going, that I'm, I'm, and I'm not going to do any Egyptian pattern designs, but I learned three new skills that I can use in my actual, you know, patterns that I do do, that I do design. Exactly. So it's so important to keep your mind open to, like, for example, if you think you only shoot headshots and so you only want to do courses in portrait photography for individuals and you think I'm never going to need to shoot a group do the do the course or the the tutorial in the group shots anyway because yeah. chances are you're going to learn something that you can apply to your single headshots well i have to tell you that i learned um one of my favorite lighting tricks from a food photographer okay right? yeah. so there are like knowing all the other disciplines and i encourage all the gold members to learn how to shoot products because that's that's another niche. We do, you could be a specialist in photographing bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? You could be a specialist in like the photographers that shoot for the fast food companies, like, you know, um, make amazing. Why is it the idea of photographing bread so a, funny? I worked with, with a photographer who specialised in shooting bread. Did I'm you not eat even bread joking. All day? No, I didn't eat bread all day, but um, the, so I was. It was within an advertising agency, and there was they were doing a bread company, and um, they there's bread around all day. Yeah. And uh, this photographer specialises in shooting bread, and at the end of the day, I was just exhausted, and I just went, "I see bread people." Uh, I like. <laughs> I'm just packing myself. Do Do you know what the Sicilian breakfast is? What a bowl of olive oil, and um fresh bread out of the oven so you get the olive oil yeah i love that salt. i, I love know that. i've had it with you but like a bowl mm. val like a soup yeah. bowl and i yeah, had it for I breakfast it. I, two I days ago oil. i was oil. the best i've got this um yeah. amazing uh sicilian olive oil that uh my our good friend calm sends down uh mm-hmm. and it's like this dark rich olive oil and it's oh it's so all right. So. I know. I love it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> bread photography. Yes. I have shot you the bread I photography. Everyone's hungry now. Um, yeah. All right. So number four, uh, this is more when you get down the road and get started. Okay. Um, it's either this industry, the photography industry, it's either a feast or a famine. Now it took me ages to figure this out. And every time I was busy, I'm like, I'm, I'm really good at this. I'm really busy. I'm going to be busy for the rest of the year. It's not the case. The way no. it works, and I don't understand why, is everyone mm. rings you at once. And so you get slammed for like a couple of months yeah. straight. Yeah. And then you're exhausted. And then suddenly the phone stops ringing and you think it'll mm. never ring again. <laughs> and it took me, oh, 10 years to overcome this. So I want to fast forward for you guys. I want you to overcome this now. So if you've been in a position and I see it happening where, oh, my God, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, shooting every day, shooting every day, and then the phone starts stops ringing, do not panic. Mm. The thing to do is to go, oh, this is unreal. I could clean my gutters, paint the house, <laughs> go on a holiday. Uh, or do your admin. Do your admin. Do your tax. Uh, that's that's boring, Val. I like the idea of getting Well, it's got to be done, Gina. No, you just give it. I give it to her in a shoebox. They treat mm-hmm. me like a four-year-old. It works for us. It's a lovely relationship. But okay. this is the time 
when you go, this is amazing, you can do some uh, self-care. You can't work 24-7. You will burn out Mm. creatively. So this is Mm. the time where you've got to fill yourself up. So you take yourself away from photography, stop shooting during this time, go on walks, go to galleries, Mm. go and immerse yourself in other creative cultures, go talk Mm. to people. And this is the time when you start going, all right, How's my Photoshop? All right, I'm needing to improve my retouching skills. So I'm going to spend two days straight learning how to retouch faces or how to create Mm. photo composites. Or if you really want to get the creative juices going, this is the time to maybe start a creative project and maybe spend, you know, a couple of days building new folio. But just know, I promise, this is cyclical And what you want to do is not think about this week I made this much money, the next week I made no money. Take it over the course of a year and you'll find that if Mm. you just keep increasing every year, then you're going great. There's going to be weeks, months where there's no work. Every single photographer experiences this. It is not a reflection of you. It's something to do with everyone has the same idea at the same time. I don't know. Mm, mm. Yes, I mean, uh, it's often related to just the seasons of work, right, and when things are due from clients. Um, so my suggestion, though, is that sometimes if you've got an extended period where, you know, after a period of time you kind of get to know, for example, that September's always quiet. I'm, I'm not suggesting it is. I'm just using that as an example, is that might be the month that you schedule the non-deadline related work that you need to do. So you might have a project that you're doing with a friend where you want to photograph, you know, all of their animals or (laughs) something like that. Just, just something that is a non-deadline related, um, gig that, uh, that you can actually schedule during that time. Um, so that you have some cash flow and that you also have something to do. Um, if you do want to work through it, because there's no point if it's not deadline related, why work it in at the same time as when you're slammed, Exactly. Yeah. You can actually tell your client, hey, do you mind if we do this in three months? Then I can give it the, uh, you know, uh, um, more attention. Or So have a think about that. You, it's, it's like triaging your jobs. Exactly. Yeah. And, and while you slam, that's all you can do because you're shooting, 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 editing, 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 rinse, repeat. And then obviously you've got to drive the kids to soccer and, you know, mm. do, do, do all of that other stuff. So you're slam. So when it comes to having a little break, you, you just enjoy that and, uh, you know, and do nice things it, as well. And if you don't want to drive your kids to soccer, just don't have them. Yeah, that's, a, that's another option, Val, <laughs> perfectly valid. So, you know, you've got to walk the furry babies as well. There's, yeah. there's commitments either way. Um, <laughs> it's all good. All right. So, but, but please, because I know a lot of you will have depression over this thinking, the phone's never going to ring again. I promise you it will, okay? Mm. This is just how life works and trust. Trust in the process but let go of the outcome and just enjoy the ride because it's it's a fantastic one. All right. Mm. Finally, um, when you're starting out, I want you to know that there's something called beginner's luck and what it is Mm. 
if I'm going to get a bit hooky-pooky or woo-woo at the end of the show here, Val, it is the universe's way of conspiring to push you in the right direction. So when you make that decision, I'm going to start a side hustle, okay? Mm. Something really magical happens and all this work comes your way and that is just a sign that you're on the right track, okay? It's called Mm -hmm. Beginner's Luck, okay? Now, there is a fantastic book that I love called The Alchemist that explains Mm. this. If you're going into business, it's got nothing to do with business. It's all about mindset. I highly recommend you read this book. It's by Paul Coelho. Have you interviewed him, Val? No, I have not, Gina. (laughs) What about... um, what about my other favourite author, Naomi Campbell from Swan? <laughs> Do you want to tell that story? Oh, literary genius. Yes. No, uh, long, long time ago uh, when Gina and I had not known each other very well, we went on a job together and I don't remember where we were, but we were uh, put up in a hotel and um, – sitting by the hotel pool and I looked over and Gina was reading um, a work, a literary masterpiece. <laughs> uh, it was called, it, it was a work of fiction and it was called The Swan, <laughs> penned by, uh, yes, supermodel Naomi Campbell. No, um, no, no judgment, you know, but, and I, I thought, okay, yeah, that's Gina's choice of, so. of book. Okay. Here's my uh, here's my guilty but pleasure. She, she also she also reads The Alchemist by yeah, Well Yeah. Um so you watch Real Housewives of Everywhere, right? No, I don't. Oh, are you are you liar? I used to. Are you stopped? Because it's garbage. No. Right. It's, but yes. that was your that was your guilty pleasure, right? So sometimes I love to read just really trashy fiction. I haven't for a long time, um, but this was like this was many many years ago. I'll never forget the look of horror (laughs) on your face. You lost all respect for me. (laughs) So back 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 to my point. It's beginner's luck. Mm -hmm. So this is a great thing because this encourages you to keep going. So you're going to get this whole swag of work, but then I'm warning you, the beginner's luck Mm. ends and then the work begins. So if this is you Mm. and you're having this experience right now, know that everything, good, bad, ugly, will end. Um, It will end, but that doesn't mean that, you know, the journey is over for you. So that's where you've got to put in the work, trust in the process And as I said, feast or famine, you're just going to have to work and chase and chase a bit harder. Um, One of the specials you did had a fantastic story from Joel Grimes. I think it was the the last episode recorded, Val, Mm -hmm. where he tells Mm -hmm. about how um, he went to see an art director very early in his career. Joel Grimes is an incredibly successful um, advertising photographer, right? But when he was very Mm. young, he saw this art director who um, told him his work was rubbish Mm. and uh, he nearly um, gave up on that dream. And he also talks about when he goes to see clients, and I'm very big on this face-to-face connection, he might have to go and see a client eight times before he actually lands them. Eight Mm. Times now, my mm. biggest client, one of my biggest clients, I had the exact same sp- experience. I went eight times to see them, 
before they finally flicked me a tiny little job. Then I spent sort of five years as the third or fourth reserve photographer and I eventually worked my way up to number one. It takes time. Put in Mm. the effort. I promise you. Five points we've just given you. Yep. Follow them. You will have a side hustle up and running by imagine what that would be like to be looking back at 2022 and going, I'm so glad I made that decision. Tiny little investment. Start with what you have. You don't need to buy any more gear. Start with daylight. Move to and then move to lighting and change your life. It's possible. So the five, to recap, they were pick a niche. Uh, That was number one. And number two, don't buy into the camera manufacturer hype. Start with what you've got, as Gina says. Um, Number three, there's no such thing as an overnight success. So remember consistency and making sure that you just um, stick with it. Uh, Number four, there's going to be feast or famine. So use the famine to uh, your advantage and don't get despondent about it and number five beginner's luck fantastic take advantage of it but after you've experienced beginner's luck you've got to keep on working to keep the momentum going fantastic excellent Uh, great tips on how to start a photography side hustle so again once again so thrilled that you're back gina back on board Um, yes what are you doing in the coming week Um, until we talk again Lots on. I think I need to trim the pooch again um, because that sort of stuff gets low. But we're opening up, so I'm just hanging to see friends and family and get back into restaurants and do yes, Mm -hmm. and uh, do all of that. So, um, and then we've got um, a ton of stuff going on in the the gold community. Are just absolutely killing it. They're all setting up their own little home studios. Aren't they amazing? They They are just, and they're lighting and they're just doing so. I am so proud of them. And, you know, obviously that's uh, keeping me uh, very busy indeed. So, so much happening. You, Val, what are you doing? Oh, gosh. Well, I'll be going out as well. Um, But I want to give a big shout out again to everyone in the gold community, especially those who came to the Ask Me Anythings. They were really great fun to do on Zoom and so great to see your faces from all over the world, from Virginia, from uh, Canada, from, you know, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, uh, from (laughs) Florida, from Wollongong, from everywhere. Big shout out to Brian Becknell. You should check his workout, Brian Becknell Photography. He's a long time um, friend of the podcast as well like yeah. an original original listener probably you know f1 or two i think he came on so we've known him for years and years and yes brian is amazing so brianbecknellphotography.com and for even for the um pure reason that he is from orlando and uh, <laughs> as a result i was able to sing those bars from the book go of for mormon it. go for it <laughs> Orlando, Orlando, I love you, Orlando, SeaWorld and Disney and something or other. (laughs) You know what? For the Christmas show, um, you're going to do that on the cello and sing a Hamilton number. How does that sound? Oh, no, hang on. It's not. What's it from? That's from the Book of Mormon. Yeah, right. Did I go see that with you? Yes. Yes. I don't remember. Um, oh my god! So, cello concert for Christmas to look forward to. 
anyway, thanks for indulging me and that big hello brilliant. to Brian and everyone in Orlando. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, where do we find you online, Gina? You can find me at ginamilitia.com. That's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A.com. Um, and uh, I'm on all social media at, at Gina Militia. And if you want to take your photography to the next level and you want to be mentored by me and Val, uh, there's over, I think we've got over 350 tutorials, including the Zero to Hero, which is getting everyone up and running with their own little niche uh, businesses, Photoshop, Lightroom, posing, directing, everything like in my brain that's been emptied out over the like the 30 years or 35 years that I've been doing this, just go to ginamilitia.com and click on membership. What about you, Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.